Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. At the end of the day, I'm a Raider, and I'm excited to, to be here. I love I love my my head coach, and I love the the general manager here, and everybody. I mean, from the from the top to the bottom. So. I have no reason to lie. I mean, one thing I don't do is BS, so I'm not going to make anything up when it comes to that. I'd rather keep my mouth closed if, if I have negative things to say, but when I say that these are some, some good men in this in this place that I, I really value the relationship that I have with them, I mean that. So, you know, that's, that's about all that needs to be said for that. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. That sound that you heard coming in was the sound of Devontae Adams earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. He had his uh, press conference following OTA practice that we were actually able to be out at. It was nice to be out there again. It was almost felt like we were at training camp or even regular season form. It was great to see all our media brothers and sisters out there uh, taking pictures and just observing and being able to chop it up with them, but it was great to see the Raiders out there on the field. Of course, it was very packed with it being 91 guys out there participating, and all 91 weren't out there. But for the most part, it was a really good attendance as far as the the teams that were out there uh, practicing. And again, it was really just a, a good blessing to re- realize that you're back out there at practice. We were actually able to observe the whole practice. We were only able to uh, video or take photos of probably about 10 to 12 minutes. But we were able to sit out there and or stand out there and observe what was going on from Daniel Carlson kicking field goals to A.J. Cole punting the ball to the wide receivers going through wide receiver drills, a little bit of a 11 on 9 or 11 on 7 or whatever the case was, uh, you know, just, just a little offense defense and uh, saw offensive line drills and saw running back drills. And, again, just seeing activities out there, knowing that OTAs have been going on this week and for the opportunity to be out there and just kind of check it out and observe and then hear from a few players following the practice as we talk to Devontae Adams off top, Marcus Epps right after that, and Max Crosby. And I have to admit, I didn't get to hear Max Crosby. Uh, he was a little bit later, and I had to get to the house so I could, uh, well, get ready for the show. As DeMond Cotton's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, I'm in the home studio. And, again, uh, when we have practices that we're able to attend, sometimes it happens like this. Uh, luckily, I don't live too far away from Raiders HQ, and I was able to just uh, hustle back to the house and prepare for the show. So ever since uh, I left, Max Crosby has talked to the media, so you might hear a little bit of that throughout the course of the show. We might. I was thinking about dropping it into the opening drive, but I think we have some more to talk about. So probably later on in the show, we'll hear from Mad Max Crosby. You will hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. You will hear from Devontae Adams. That's all coming up on today's show. But like I said, man, just it was nice to be out there, and it was a nice day. It was so funny, Demond. I met a uh, I met Mike Sando from the Athletic, who we have on the get on the show all the time. He does really good work for the Athletic. He was sitting next to Tashawn Reed, who also works for the Athletic, and it was so funny because you you never really know. Uh, sometimes you don't know who you're sitting next to or whatever the case may be. And so Mike came up to me while we were outside on the practice field watching the practice, and he said, hey, just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Mike Sando. And I was like, oh, man, that's what's up. Appreciate all the time that you give us. And he goes, it's so funny. I was talking to Tashawn and said, hey, who was that sitting to the next to the left of me? His voice sounds familiar. He goes, oh, it's Q. And he's like, oh, I'm on Q's show all the time. So 
it's pretty funny, and that happens. And I don't know how many times that's happened to us throughout the course. Even last year, we run into people in the in the media that we have on the show all the time, and we just have never met them in person, but be able to run into them at practice, and then uh, you know be able to put a, a face to the to the voice and a face to the name and all that. So that was pretty cool. So now I could say friend of the show, Mike Sando, we ran into today. Oh yeah, but that's what I love about Mike Sando. Also, he's one of those guys that after he, he's on the show, hey, thanks for having me on. I had yeah. fun. So yep. It was like he always does that. So Mike Sando, a great guy. Good to know he's a great guy in person, too. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But it was a pretty uh, well-attended uh, room, right? I mean, a lot of media members were there uh, from TV, local TV, national TV. I mean, there was a lot of folks uh, that were there in attendance today and wanted to check out the OTAs and, of course, a lot of different outlets as far as, uh, you know, uh, different websites and uh, radio and, and all that. Uh, so obviously it was highly anticipated. We heard, we heard from head coach Josh McDaniels around nine o'clock this morning. Then went out to practice from about ten, about ten fifteen to twelve fifteen, and then uh, that's when the players started coming in to talk from Devontae Adams to Marcus Epps and also Mad Max Crosby. So got plenty to to take away from what we heard and what we saw today. And of course the big news of the day was Jimmy Garoppolo and the fact that he has not been cleared yet from his off season foot surgery. And this still comes from from the foot injury that he had with the 49ers. And obviously, if you're, you know, it doesn't take a genius to put two and two together and figure out why uh, his signing when he, he went to sign his contract with the Raiders and we had the press conference and we were supposed to meet with them, I believe, on a Thursday and it got pushed back to a Friday. It doesn't take a genius to understand why now, right? Obviously, uh, when the Raiders gave him his physical, they – they saw something and said, hey, this is what needs to happen. He agreed to it. They all knew, like head coach Josh McDaniels said earlier today, there's nothing that surprised them about where Jimmy G is in his rehab process. But he's not out there for OTAs, and maybe he'll be back for training camp. Josh McDaniels did not specify that he will. He also did not specify that he won't. And, of course, we'll talk about Jimmy G because he is the guy. And I, I promise you, I don't think that I've ever talked about a certain player and injuries as much as I've talked about Jimmy G and injuries. And that stinks. That's unfortunate for any player to have that kind of stigma around their name where when you talk about them, you have to talk about injuries, right? And maybe I've been spoiled talking about Derek Carr for the last nine years and not have to worry about talking about injuries because for the most part, he's always been rock solid, but he's gone. And so you know that it's the Jimmy G era for now, at least with the silver and black. And so when you talk about him, you literally have to talk about potentials when it comes to injuries and we just had our discussion on him yesterday on the show and uh, and our expectations of players that have to step up uh, for the Raiders to be a, a good team a successful team in 2023 and I said 13 to 14 games Jimmy G has to play and I don't think any other team across the the the, the National Football League or or any other radio station across the National Football League is talking about certain players on the team and saying, well, if you get this many games out of them, then that'll be a good thing, right? And again, that's unfortunate. No one ever wants to be stuck with that injury-prone uh, title, but for Jimmy G, that's what he's got. DeMond said yesterday about 15 games, 15 to 16, he needs to play. So now, instead of uh, saying how many games he needs to play, we're talking about the fact that he needs to get out there and be ready to practice. And uh, hopefully he's ready to go when training camp goes. So it's, you know, it's, the, it's the tale of a couple days, but it's also the tale of what Jimmy G's career has been so far in the National Football League. But at least we got the injury out of the way now. That it's, you know, it's better now that he had the surgery back in March and right. he's going to be back at, at training camp. Lynch, yeah, training camp-ish. I mean, yeah. it's not confirmed. Yeah, exactly. That's what ish. Yeah, Let's it's not confirmed, so I don't want to speculate. Hopefully he's ready before the regular season starts. Let's well, just say let, let's say that hopefully. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, 
like I said, I don't want to speculate. I know at some point during training camp, if he's not ready day one, or even when you know training camp opens up, we'll ask, you know, hey, where's Jimmy G? And, and any other time that we get an opportunity, mandatory minicamp, you know, June 6th through 8th, we'll have an opportunity to be out there. Of course, that'll be one of the questions we ask. Hey, how far along is Jimmy in the process? Look, it's May. Right. So, I mean, it's something that you don't have to panic too much right now. But the closer it gets to training camp, of course, there's going to be a lot more questions from Raider Nation wondering what in the world's going on with QB1. So we got a lot to get to on today's show. Again, you'll hear from Max Crosby. You'll hear from Devontae Adams. You'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. You'll also hear at 2.30 from Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ and, of course, Raider Nation Radio 920 in the morning tailgate. Him and Lindsey Brown were out at the facility this morning broadcasting as Clay was in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. But uh, Vinny and Lindsey held it down this morning. They did a really good job out there. So uh, Vinny will give you his thoughts. Uh, we'll do that at 2.30. Then at 3.30, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, he'll join the show, and he's going to join the show because Pro Football Focus, and it was Sam Monson who put out the article, did a ranking on all 32 starting quarterbacks in the league. And I did a podcast on it today, and I've not been, and you know, DeMond, I've not been a guy that's a big Jimmy G fan, right? I, I, I have my reservations when it comes to Jimmy G. I've never come on this show and said, man, that's a huge upgrade over the quarterback position. I've never done that. I would never lie to you like that. But when I saw their rankings, it did kind of surprise me. And maybe it shouldn't have, but it did. And to see that they had Jimmy G ranked 24th, it kind of blew my mind, especially with the quarterbacks that he had that they had ranked behind him. And the quarterbacks that were ranked behind him were all either rookies or or guys that have been career backups like a Colt McCoy or guys that, you know, it's going to be their first year starting like a like a, a Jordan Love, you know, guys like that, like a Sam Howell, right? Guys like that that have had no production in the league. So I was really shocked. And again, maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe that was just me being, uh, you know, foolish or whatever, you know, but I don't think as we've talked about you know, the, the move from D.C. to to Jimmy G that, yeah, I think Derek Carr is the better quarterback, but I don't think he's the better quarterback by a whole lot. I just think that he's the better quarterback, right? And durability obviously has a lot to do with it as well. He's ranked 14th, and Jimmy G was ranked 24th. And I was like, wow, that's a hell of a difference. And a guy that I'm not a big fan of at all, and he actually plays for your team, Damon, is Ryan Tannehill. And I think Ryan Tannehill was ranked 17th, and I was like, wow, Jimmy G couldn't be ranked 17th? <laughs> he couldn't get Ryan Tannehill status? Tannehill's 19. Okay. If you want to do the like just the game of the people above him and you want to do that game real quick? I mean, I, I got it. Oh, okay. I, I got it. I got it. I got it oh. in front of me. Uh it's it's funny. The notable quarterbacks that I pointed out, 14 was Derek Carr. 15 was Geno Smith. I, I think that he's got a one year production so far. Maybe he is that guy. Maybe all of a sudden he found the secret the secret sauce. Maybe he's that dude. But fifteenth for Geno Smith, okay, whatever. Daniel Jones, one year of production he's had. Justin Fields, he's got questions. There's a bunch of questions about Justin Fields. Can he be that guy? We know he can run his tail off. That's what we do know. He was a thousand yard rusher a season ago. But I think there's question marks about him as the quarterback. Then as you mentioned, Tannehill at nineteen, Mac Jones at twenty one, Kenny Pickett at twenty two. So that I mean just it again, kind of surprised me. It's not something that I'm so upset and thinking, oh my gosh, they so slighted the guy and look at how they're doing the Raiders. But when I initially read it, and I do like to read these type of things, and I know pro football focus is not the Bible, it's not the end all be all, but when I looked at it I thought, ah, it's kind of surprising that he's that low at number 24. So what did you think when you saw saw that ranking initially? The only number that I'd say you can debate, like going at 14 with Derek Carr, maybe these guys, like, you know, it's splitting hairs. But I'd say he's definitely better than Brock Purdy, who's at 23. Definitely better than Kenny Pickett at 22. And then at 21, Mac Jones, 20, Russell Wilson. Then to me, you're splitting hairs where they're all bunched up in that, in that area. 
where you could you could no one's like you said you're not it's not you know an outrage right but if Justin Fields at 18 was at 21 you know it's not that big of a deal you know if you just flip him and Mac Jones let's say it's right. not that big of a deal but for me Jimmy Garoppolo he is ranked a little too low at 24 but he's put himself in this situation because not only is it the lack of the production but it's the lack of being on the field so for me like Justin Fields if you're I'm basing it off how how good are they going to be this year right I do think that Justin Fields is probably going to have a better year. He very well could, but I know everything I was told as Jimmy G was agreeing to a deal with the Raiders was that he's a really good quarterback. He's got a lot of wins. He's really productive in the red zone. He's this, that, and the other. And ranked 24th doesn't tell me any of that, <laughs> right? So that, that was my point. And, again, it's not a huge deal at all, but I'd like, to, I'd like a little bit further explanation. Sam Monson, who I very much respect, just like I respect all those guys at Pro Football Focus, I think they do a really good job. I just wanted to get a further explanation. So Sam wasn't available, but our good friend, friend of the show, Brad Spielberger, was, and he'll break it down, and I will listen. I mean, look, you could tell me and explain to me where this you know, this came in, and I'll, I'll accept it. I just want to hear it. So he'll join us at 3.30 to talk about the rankings of Jimmy G. And, of course, as I've mentioned a million times, durability is one of them, and then we find out today that he's not cleared to, to practice as of yet. So, you know, I mean, maybe today's not the best day to say, hey, why is he ranked so low? Maybe you want to wait till he's out there on the field. But it, it dropped the other day, and I caught wind of it. I saw it, and, and I spoke on it. So uh, we'll just react accordingly here on the show. So those are the two guests that we have. Again, you'll hear from Max. You'll hear from Devontae. You'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. And, of course, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. Now that you know the guests coming up, you know a little sound bites that you'll hear, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. So, of course, we've got to talk about Jimmy G and the fact that he's not available yet for OTAs. Uh, who knows if he'll be back in time for training camp. I think the expectation is he'll be back for training camp, but that hasn't been confirmed. And, again, it's only May. They have no games lined up anytime soon. It is only May 25th. So the question that I throw out there to you, knowing what you know and hearing what you've heard and knowing that even if he wanted to be out there in voluntary action right now for OTAs, he couldn't. What is your level of concern when it comes to Jimmy G not being clear for practice yet? Uh, the other thing about this is it's the foot. It's the foot injury that he had last season with the San Francisco 49ers, so clearly it hasn't healed to the point where it needs to. And he probably should have gone and had surgery earlier, but 49ers felt like he didn't have to have surgery, so he didn't. And then, boom, here you go. Uh, in March, after he signs with the Silver and Black, then he goes and has surgery. And so now that kind of sets him back. So, unfortunately for the Raiders, he didn't get that procedure to get everything cleaned up sooner rather than later. So here we are. So I ask you, again, what is your level of concern when it comes to Jimmy G and his health? And, of course, you know, it's – like I said, it's May 25th, so I'm not going to overreact. But I do think with a guy that is injury-prone, like he is, and has the injury label, like he does, and has the same lingering injury that he did that cost him uh, a lot of last season when he was really having a good season with the 49ers, I think there's definitely got to be a level of concern there. So if I, had to, if I had to summarize it myself, I would definitely be concerned. I'd be cautiously optimistic that he'll be back for training camp. That's how I would summarize it. Because in the back of my head, like I've been saying the whole time, I know this guy's injury history. So it doesn't mean that I feel like he's going to just heal up quick, fast, and hurry and be ready to go and you know pick up like there's, there's no tomorrow. Also, it's a brand-new quarterback. 
in a brand new system, and I know he can still do all the homework, all the classwork, but he's trying to learn his new teammates. He's trying to get on the same page with Devontae Adams, and, you know, Devontae talks about that earlier today. He's talking to him. They're building a relationship off the field, but at some point you've got to build a relationship on the field. You've got to build a relationship, uh, you know, uh, on the grass, you know, working, working out the kinks, you know, understanding what Devontae likes, where he likes the ball. Uh, Devontae's got to understand how, how Jimmy G, uh, you know, wants his wide receiver to, to run routes and how he wants him to make himself available. I mean, there's reps that you have to take, and you can take those in training camp if he's available. So I would say I'm cautiously optimistic about Jimmy G, but there's definitely a level of concern knowing that the foot is the, the injury and – who knows when he's going to be available again? I'm hoping it's going to be training camp. I think everyone's expecting it to be training camp, but until it actually does, nobody really knows. So, Demond, I'll ask you: What is your level of concern for QB one when it comes to the silver and black? I'm very concerned because okay. this this is an injury that took place on December 4th of 2022 against the Dolphins when the uh, San Francisco 49ers were playing the Miami Dolphins, and he was out for the rest of the season. Yeah, should he have gotten the surgery? Should he have not have? You know, that's you know he. Wanted to be ready for his team if they need him for a playoff push. We can all understand that. But for me, when it comes to is he going to be ready, yeah, maybe he is. But is it going to be – now it's like you're, all, you're so behind right. on getting that chemistry, as you mentioned, too. Getting that chemistry with your receivers. I'm sure he's going to know the playbook. He can do all the studying. But when it comes to getting those reps before the season starts, because we're saying he'll be ready by training camp. But we're saying that, we hope he'll be ready by training camp. Hope I, will, ready. I will make sure I emphasize that yes. every time because I do not know. He might be ready next week for all I know, but he might not. Because I think we mentioned this a couple weeks back, but do you think that Jimmy G should play preseason games? This is before we knew about the injury, obviously. Right. But I said, yeah, well, they need to at least get out there for a series. Mm-hmm. Now we don't even know if he's going to be healthy for those preseason games. So for me, and I don't know how serious of a foot injury this is. Is it going right. to affect his mobility? How is it going to be looking for going forward? So for me, a guy that's injury prone with a foot injury, hey, everybody on the football field needs their feet. Right. So I just I don't want to say, hey, I think he's going to come back or, or be healthy or be productive. I don't know. We don't know what the chance of re-injury is with an injury like this. There's too much unknown. So for me, I'm very concerned. OK, no, that's fair. I think that that's fair. You know, and that's why I throw the question out there at 702-365-9200. Also, the don't be broke dot com text line six nine one eight seven keyword R&R. And I'm not trying to, you know, send a wildfire through Raider Nation and get everybody fired up and, and angry and upset or whatever. Again, it's it's May 25th. The Raiders have said Josh McDaniel said that he's. It's not anything that they weren't already aware of. It's not like it's something that's new. So I think that that's encouraging. I definitely believe that that's encouraging. They knew that this process was going to go on. Uh, just like Josh McDaniel said, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to break down and, and get into the deep details of everybody's injury here. But again, it's something that they were aware of, something that they knew was going on, and he's going through the rehab process. So again, the rehab process could be over next week for all we know, or it could ling- linger in the training camp. I mean, it's, it's something that Josh McDaniel did not specify today. So any kind of timetable that we put on it would just be speculation. And I don't want to speculate. I just want to report it as we know it. So I do want to ask you, though, as Raider Nation, you know, as a fan base that's getting fired up, pumped up, wants to see what the silver and black's going to look like this next year. I know I want to see what the team's going to look like this next year. I'm excited about what the team could potentially be, right? I mean, that's just natural. So, you know, what's the level of concern? 702-365-9200. Demon, who's up first? Robert in Portland. Robert, give me something good, brother. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, I Here's my concern. Um, as you know, He's going back to the system that he started with. But I'm sure there's a lot of changes. And like DeMond just said, he needs to be training with these guys. Because 
you know, he had, he he came from a system that left him wide open a lot, and that's why he got hurt a lot in San Francisco. I wanted to get as many reps as possible with his young, especially that kid Tucker. You know, these, these younger yeah. guys, yep. because it's important that he uh, uses uh, Josh's pro, you know, system that he knows well, so that he gets very comfortable standing back there. And not, you know, he's not being, he's not, he's not going to panic like Carr did, but I don't want him to get hurt. Right. So this is the most important thing. Now, if you look up there at, the, at, the, at his history, he's he's been hurt against Kansas City three years ago. We all remember that game. He stuck, he hung in there too long to throw that first down play, and he got, you know, that was the end of the season. I, I think Josh is going to. Not allow him to do that. That's my gut feeling because of the, you know, they bring Jacobs back. Hopefully, Jacobs will uh, come back soon because they're going to need a running game, especially with this offensive line. Okay? And, and you know, Bars has replaced at right guard. I think the most important thing is for him to have at least two preseason games uh, without a doubt. If he doesn't have that, it's going to be serious. Okay, good stuff. Great call. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned something about the offensive line, and it made me click. And, Robert, thank you for that call. It made it click in my head. I would like to see him get some reps with that offensive line just to get familiar with them, right, and, and them get familiar with him. I mean, they're going to be protected. And we talked a lot about having the, the starting five offensive linemen coming out of training camp knowing exactly who it is. I'd like to see Jimmy get some real deal reps with that offensive line to make sure that they're all in lockstep with knowing you know his cadence knowing you know where he kind of how he hovers in the pocket what he likes to do in the pocket does he like to roll one way does he roll another way you know does he take a little a couple little patty cake steps or whatever you know there's there's a lot of nuances that go into it so I think that uh, that relationship between the O-line the center obviously and him is important as well and so uh, again a lot of this is not going to matter if he's out there at training camp and that's where all the real work is put in I mean again these are just OTAs but it's something to be said about being out there and working with your brothers Eddie in LA you're up next what's on your mind brother thank you yeah just like uh, Demond, I'm very concerned for the same reason this is one of the reasons why when they got Jimmy G I wasn't extremely high on it for the fact of his history injury so especially with the foot and, and what now that he, you're talking about bringing him back into a system that he was familiar with, he still has to relearn a lot of the stuff, maybe any changes that Josh McDaniels might have done to his system. So build that. on top of that, building the, con, the continuity with the receivers, the other receivers that are coming into this team that are new, so to speak, to this, uh, to this system as well, and then to get, uh, get in touch with uh, um, Devontae Adams, this takes time. It just doesn't, some, some quarterbacks are able to click faster. Some are not. We don't know that yet until he gets on there. But the fact that he can't yeah. get on there during training camp where you can work a lot of these things out, that, that is a huge cause for concern. Uh, again, and, and listen, uh, how many seasons has he played throughout the entire season? One. Uh, what, exactly. So <laughs> what, this right here and the fact that if you couple that on top of the fact that they didn't really address the offensive line in the offseason, really address that right side of it, there's a lot of uh, what-ifs there to leave the Raider Nation here wondering. So, yeah, I'm very concerned of it. Hopefully it, 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 it all comes to pass and he has a great, healthy season. But, you know, we, we, we can bet against that. It, it's just his, his, his history injury tells you that. So the, um, we might see number four there with everybody uh, crying about the, the number number four on there a lot faster than we think. We might not. 
Um, but it, it all depends on the coaching staff, what they're preparing, how they're preparing these new players that are coming in to take over that line, and what changes that they haven't said are actually going to be made throughout training camp, uh, preseason, and, and when we start first season. So the only question is, is he going to be available first game? I don't know. Raider Nation, stay up, baby. There he goes, Eddie in L.A., thanks for the call. And, look, he might be ready for training camp. Like, that's, that's, I'm sure that's what the hope is. That's what the goal is, is to get him out there for training camp. So there's no saying that he's not going to be out there for training camp. So I don't want to put that into the ecosystem and make people believe that he's not going to be ready for that and maybe he'll be ready for week one. I, I believe he, uh, in, in a firm way that he needs to be ready for training camp, right? I mean, for every reason that, that, uh, that you just mentioned, Eddie, I mean, he, he needs to be out there for training camp for sure. That's when the heavy lifting is done. Like right now, there's, you know, obviously there's work being done. It's good to see those guys out there sweating a little bit, getting a little bit of a lather. Guys like Max and Devontae who love that stuff, they're out there just eating it up and, you know, they're, they're having a good time. And, and the reason they're having a good time is because they know that they're starting with the, the building blocks. They're starting to put this thing together for the upcoming 2023 season. So him missing that is one thing. But, you know, training camp, that's when, okay, it's real. Right. I mean, that, that's when it's the dog days of summer. It's blazing hot outside. We're out there on that uh, that concrete for a couple hours watching practice and you're starting to see how it comes together. I'll say the first summer that I was here for training camp, that was the year. It wasn't last year. But it was the year before. Right. It was the year before when uh, Unique Ngakwe was part of the was part of the Raiders team. And that's when I came back to the radio station to and said, man, I don't know what it is, but Max Crosby looks fast. Max Crosby looks a lot faster than I remember Max Crosby. And then all of a sudden, that's when he had a hell of a year. And then we found out that, you know, he wasn't drinking anymore. and He had been clean for a while, and all of a sudden that alcohol weight wasn't on him anymore. And you just saw the difference, and you saw what Unique and Gakwe. That's, that's when you start to really build, and you start to see who these guys are going to be. That's why I think it's so important for Jimmy G to be available when training came, camp comes around again. This time of year right now, it's just voluntary. So he didn't have to be there if he didn't want to be there. Anyway, even though I think as the quarterback of the team, he probably would have been there if available. So just want to hear from you, 69187, keyword R&R. Let us know your level of concern when it comes to Jimmy G and the fact that he is not yet cleared to practice. It's that foot surge or foot issue that he had in San Francisco. That's obviously still lingering. And as head coach Josh McDaniel said, he's still working through the rehab process. What do you got, DeMond? You just gave me the one finger. What's All right, up? Let's, get, let's go out to Paul and Temecula real quick. Paul, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm hey, blessed. Man, I, I, I listen, man, on a scale of 1 to 10, I think my concern would be a 3. Okay. And the reason why is, um, like, he always, yes, he's hurt, but he always comes back. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, he has an ACL or foot, a wrist, an injury, a back, this and that. He just finds a way to come back. Um, the biggest thing is just having him for training camp, right? Get in training yep. camp, build some chemistry, build some continuity with the guys, and they'll be good. As far as, like, the whole offensive line thing, like, it doesn't matter. Like, these guys are returning again to the same system on the second year. Like, like, we, like we're not always going to get these Pro Bowl players and all-star players to be our right tackle and right guard and all these. Right. We just, we just need guys that are going to be dedicated, hardworking, know the system, know how to execute and play as a collective group is right. what the most important thing. So this whole notion of like the, the media or the national media that we didn't upgrade our, our, our offensive line. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried yeah, about that. We, 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 we pay, we, they paved the, the way for the leading rush of the NFL and Josh Jacobs. I mean, come on, give these guys a little bit of credit. And, right. and they'll, fi they'll figure it out. They're, they're, they're going to get more comfortable as, as they work into the system. 
and and the cream always rises to the top, right? All right. Thank, thank you, Paul. I appreciate you. Sorry I had to cut you off, but we got to get a break. And, no, I'm not worried about the offensive line as far as all the upgrades. I was talking about the offensive line getting to know the new quarterback. The new quarterback is not coming back from last year. So that's all I was talking about with the offensive line. They've made additions, and younger guys, I think, are going to be able to step up as well. So I'm not worried about the national media talking about money spent. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Uh, I just want to see them gel and blend with the new quarterback, who is Jimmy G. Thanks so much for that. I appreciate you. 227 is the time. Vinny Boston, York, he comes up next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And before we bring Vinny on, I did want to hit the don'tbebroke.com text line real quick at 69187, keyword R&R, talking about Jimmy G and the level of concern you're at right now for him not being cleared for activities. Maybe he'll be ready in time for training camp. Maybe he won't. Who knows? We don't want to speculate on that, but that's the latest and the greatest. And we got a text from the Five and Dime. Q, Dan the Raider here. From what I've seen, this procedure was more for scar tissue cleanup. If so, nothing to stress about here. Do you know the extent of the surgery? That is from Dan the Raider fan out of the 510. And I do not know the extent of the surgery, but apparently it was something that was had. But also, it is something that the Raiders already knew was going to happen. So it's not something that caught them off guard. But you can keep those responses coming at 69187, keyword R&R. Joining us now on the phone lines is our good friend Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ, the Review Journal, and also from the Morning Tailgate with Lindsey Brown and Clay Baker. And Vinny, thanks so much. And of course, that was the big conversation early this morning when we talked to head coach Josh McDaniels, and you really uh, prompted the question to him was about Jimmy G and his availability. So what level of concern do you think Raiders Nation should have right now since he's not clear for activities? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sit here and say there's no concern because anytime you're coming back from an injury, there is a level of concern. But I think you couched it uh, perfectly. This was not anything that the Raiders didn't anticipate. Uh, they knew that um, there was going to be a period of time uh, before he was going to be able to get out uh, on, onto the field. So they feel good about things. Obviously, their doctors have checked everything out. Uh, that's part of the stipulation in making a, uh, a you know a, a, an agreement like this and the deal that they signed before he ever signs his name on the contract. You don't think that he's going to be checked out by the team doctors. And trust me when I say there's plenty of guys out there uh, that get the no, not do not sign this guy because for any kind of health reasons or things that show up on the X-rays or or, or information. So um, I think Raider Nation should feel good about that part of it. The Raiders have obviously done all their homework and feel good about things moving forward with the foot. Um, we do know that Jimmy G has been a little bit injury-prone throughout his career. That's a whole separate issue, but they feel good in this case about the foot that it's not going to be anything that's going to uh, interrupt this season for him. And that's exactly where I wanted to go next, Vinny, is just the history, and it's something that we can't ignore. So when it comes to the history of Jimmy G and his injuries, how concerning is that with this still lingering around from last year's injury when he was with San Francisco? Yeah, um, for me, I think there's two different, you know, uh, two different uh, lines of thinking there. Number one, I don't think that this, the foot injury, is something that the that the Raiders are, are concerned about in terms of it being something that's going to uh, affect his season this year. The other part of it is, like you just said, um, 
Jimmy has been hurt a lot in his career. And you can't ignore that. Uh, you can't pretend like that's not been the case. Um, you know, from the Raiders' perspective, they hope that uh, that's behind him uh, and that he's going to be able to play a full season uh, this year. But until he's able to get out there on the field, you know, for 17 games, and if they are, you know, fortunate enough to make the playoffs for whatever uh, length of time they stick around in the playoffs, that's what they're hoping for. But his history says that that's probably, you know, it's not been the best bet, let's put it that way, uh, that, that, that Jimmy G's going to stay healthy all season. Could all those injuries be behind him and he's going to face uh, a 17-game season where he's going to get through it? That can certainly happen. Uh, but if you were a betting person, it's hard to place that bet. Yeah, I agree 100%. And so right now, as we saw today out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, you saw Brian Hoyer. He was QB number one. You saw a lot of Aiden O'Connell, and you saw a lot of Chase Garbers. So how long do you think it would take uh, in the season? And I guess it would depend on what the season's looking like as far as wins and losses go. But how far do you think the, the Raiders would have to be in the season before Aiden O'Connell got an opportunity to get on the field? Well, um, you know, I, let's be frank. They hope that uh, it's uh, uh, at no point this year. Right. Because that means <laughs> yeah. most likely that either Jimmy G is going to get hurt uh, or he's not getting the job done. And those are two scenarios that they don't want to contemplate. But if he had to be ready, that's the big question, if he yeah. had to be ready. And that's where Brian Hoyer comes into play. I think Brian Hoyer's job, flat out, is to make sure and help make sure that if Jimmy G were to go down with an injury, Aiden Connell is going to be the guy that's ready to step in uh, and be the backup quarterback. Nothing against Brian Hoyer. Uh, and if, if it has to be turned to him, that's what they're going to have to do. But I think ideally, if they do have to turn to another quarterback, that it's Aiden O'Connell who's ready to take the reins right there. And part of him being able to do that, uh, a lot of that is going to rest on what the help that Brian Hoyer could give him as sort of that extra coach in the quarterback room to get him coached up uh, so that, that he could be uh, the one that's called upon in a moment of an emergency. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. DeMond's got one for you. Vinny, if the Raiders really wanted to market this, they could have said Devontae Adams speaks today. And you had the first question. What was it like talking to Devontae after, let's say, the media circus that he didn't necessarily create, but the aggregator sure did? Yeah, they did, and uh, and and um, trust me when I say Devontae Adams wanted to speak today. He wanted to be the first person to speak today. Uh, he wanted to get some things off of his chest. chest. Uh, and again, as as he said, you know, this isn't trying to clear anything up. This isn't a, you know to him trying to put a happy face on everything. Because I can tell you this, and I know Q knows this. Um, we've been around a little while. There are certain players they ain't gonna play that man. They're not gonna do or say anything that they don't truly feel. Uh, they do not do the dog and pony show. And Devontae Adams is the last guy to get up there and say a bunch of stuff that he doesn't feel just because he feels he has to say it. Devontae Adams, kind of like a Kobe Bryant and those type of guys, if they feel it, they're going to let you know whether it's good or bad. And in this case, what he wanted everyone to know is there's nothing to see here. He's extremely happy. Um, with the organization. He's got a relationship with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. It's not just Devontae saying this. I hear, hear from people around Devontae uh, Adams that this is literally how he feels. He's never had this before. He's never had the kind of dialogue and trust factor and uh, ear uh, of, of a coach and a general manager like he has with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. That's the fact of the matter. And if you want to believe it, or, or excuse me, if you don't want to believe it, that's on you. And if you want to be Mr. Conspiracy Theorist, that's on you. But Devontae Adams is 
literally sat up there today and said, if that's what you're thinking, go find something else to do. Go play Monopoly, I think is what he said. <laughs> yeah, that's what that he is said. the truth. That is the truth. That is how he's feeling. He's, he's extremely happy uh, that he has a situation where he truly believes that he has the ear of the head coach uh, and, the, and, and the general manager. Does that mean that everything that he wants is going to come to fruition? No, that's never going to be the case. And he understands that and respects it. But at the very least, and as opposed to anywhere else he's been in his career, they literally say to him, they come to him, hey, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? What would you do? You know, what, we, want, we want your input. And that's a pretty big thing um, at, at this level. When you truly believe that your coach and your general manager and your organization care about you enough and respect your opinion enough to actually seek it out. In some cases, uh, they're going to apply it. In some other cases, like this year, they're going to say, hey, uh, appreciate the input. This is why we're going to go in this direction, and these are the reasons why, you know, behind that. And you know, even if he, not, he might not be extremely happy with it at that particular time, Devontae Adams is professional enough to understand somebody has to make the decision at the end of the day. And then it's his job, once that decision is made, just like everyone else in that organization, to do their job to make sure that decision and every other one that they make uh, has a chance to succeed. How much of a presence do you think that Devontae is going to have as a leader? Because he mentioned, like with some of the interviews that he gave, about maybe not wanting to assert himself as soon as he got on the team. But now in year two, how much more of a leadership role do you think he's going to take on this team? Yeah, that's always a fine line because you don't want to come in and, you know, take the hammer and start yielding, you know, uh, swinging it all around. And guys are looking at you like, yeah, we respect you, but you haven't even been here five minutes. And all of a sudden, you know, you're feeling like you're that. This is your team. That's not how it works. And he was savvy enough to understand that and kind of find his way and find his voice uh, in in that room. But now, um, I, he this is his team along with like a Max Crosby over on the defensive side of the ball. And kind of collectively, uh, he and Max, um, I think, have that. Uh, you know, Colton Miller in his own way is a leader as well. So yeah, I don't think that there's any hesitation anymore. Uh, on on Devontae's part, or you know, trying to you know feel things through uh, on his part, and I, I think he truly believes that you know he's one of the faces of this team, if not the face of this team, and he's going to act accordingly. And I think people are going to respect him accordingly. You can't not respect Devontae Adams. Uh, you just watch and listen to him and and see how he works and hear what he has to say. Um, if that's if you don't respect that. You're probably in the wrong business, or you just don't understand how this all works, because that's a guy to emulate if you're a teammate of his. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Again, Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I didn't get a chance to be there when Max Crosby talked. I had to go and, and get ready for the show. What were your biggest takeaways, and especially when he started talking about Tyree Wilson? I saw a few quotes that sounded like he's really excited about the young man. Yeah, he's super excited about you know kind of being in the position that he's in right now. Uh, as one of the leaders of this team and sort of an elder statesman. It's crazy that we're already talking about Max Crosby <laughs> as an elder statesman, um, you know, in, in terms of being that, that leader and somebody that and, – and what he did say was, you know, I didn't have this when, he, when I was a rookie. And that was kind of an eye-opener for me. I wasn't here when he first got to, uh, to, to, to Oakland uh, yeah. and with the Raiders. But it kind of sounds like maybe there wasn't, uh, you know, a, a true leader on that defensive line at the time and – uh, there wasn't, um, you know, a, a lot of veteran players that you could turn to. And now that you think about it, it was kind of him and Cleese Harrell. Yeah. <laughs> were the two yeah. defensive ends that year. Those are two rookie defensive ends who are trying to find their way. So he feels good about 
now being a resource for a young player like Kyrie, along with Chandler Jones, who I think also can serve uh, a role in, in, in that regard because that's the guy that's done it for a long time at a pretty high level, knows what it takes. So uh, I think both of that Chandler and Max are really um, you know excited about about getting Kyrie and some of the other younger defensive linemen uh, into the fold. And let's face it, it helps them. <laughs> you know, right. Max, Max looks at Tyree as somebody that, you know, whether he's playing alongside him on the opposite side of the field, uh, that's going to help his, help him be a better player. There's going to be times when Tyree comes in in relief of Max Crosby to give good snaps and productive snaps so that Max can, uh, you know, uh, with a good open mind, take some rest knowing that, you know, hey, there's going to be production even though I'm over here on the sidelines. Uh, so, so there's a lot of benefit for everybody involved, for everybody on that defensive line, including Tyree, uh, to, to get their jobs done and do it at a high level because it's only going to help them collectively. Vinny, not to rank it or anything like that, but how likely do you think the Raiders are going to be to be one of the teams that are going to try to find a loophole in this new kickoff rule from what Coach <laughs> Daniel said? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're always on the lookout to try to uh, figure mm-hmm. out ways to, uh, uh, you know, to, to make the best of a situation and to find an edge, you know, and that's what coaches do. That's what they get paid to do. I don't like that rule whatsoever. I think you're rewarding somebody for doing nothing. Right. Um, if you want a fair catch it at the one-yard line, I guess I don't have a huge issue with that. But don't give it to all the way to the 25-yard line. If you've got a kicker that can execute kick against the one-yard line, which, by the way, is not an easy thing to do. Like, like mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a skill, and you're taking away a skill of a kicker um, and you know the execution of a, of a kicking team and just allowing the other team to say, okay, well, great, you were good at that, but I'm going to go pick up 25 yards needlessly and just give them to me for free by waving my hand. I don't like that. If you want to put that rule in to try to cut down on, um, on, on, on injuries, which I totally understand that, put it at the 15-yard line. Make it a little bit harder to make right. that decision than just a very easy, yeah, I'll, we'll take it at the 25-yard line. Heck yeah. Yeah, I don't like it either. I, I'm not a big fan at all. Uh, I think the 25-yard line is too much. It's just it's a whole lot. And please believe, I believe the Raiders are going to try to uh, deep dive and find any yep. kind of loophole they can like they did last year with holding the ball on the tee and all that good stuff. They're going to work on it because they, they, you know, they, they don't, they don't want to just give 25 courtesy yards to any opponent. Vinny, we'll, we'll close out on this, and we'll go back to what Devontae Adams had to say, but more about Sam Webb. I was pretty intrigued when he kind of deep dove into Sam Webb, and he said that not comparing J- Jair Alexander to Sam Webb, but they had the same tendencies when it was like learning how to study and learning how to be the best defensive back he possibly can. What did you think of the breakdown that Devontae had when he talked about Sam Webb? Yeah, I like that a lot. And when you look at Sam Webb, I mean, the guy's got size. He's obviously got athletic ability. I like the boxing that he showed last year. Yeah, where there sometimes he got beat without question. But he always bounced back. And it, right. I never saw him hang his head. And sometimes you got to learn the hard way. But the fact that Devontae Adams even thought of a name like that when he thought of Sam Webb, again, guys like uh, Devontae Adams, they, they he already, he obviously already thought about that. That, did, that right. just didn't pop up off the top of his head. He's been thinking a lot about Sam Webb along those lines. Not to say that he's going to end up there or anything like that, but the tendencies and some of the characteristics right. are characteristics that that he sees in him. And I think that's a good thing. And uh, I'm I'm intrigued by this by this secondary. And I was trying to keep my eye on them as much as possible, even though uh, there were periods of time where they were pretty far away from us. But yeah. 
there's a lot of youth. There's some guys that are coming back. There's some, uh, you know, obviously some new players. Uh, the rookie DeCorian Bennett is out there. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see where the Raiders could go with this, with this, with this secondary because I do think that there's some talent there. It might not be talent that we um, can count on, you know, necessarily, or, or can say, hey, for sure that's going to be really good. But there are there is enough talent where it can happen where this where that secondary can turn out to be um, you know uh, a, a relative strength for this team. Yeah, there's 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 no doubt, there's no question, man. I mean, there there looks like these guys, these young dudes, can turn into something. They've obviously got to continue to to iron sharpens iron. They got to continue to work at their craft. So uh, right. there you go, good stuff, Vinny. What uh, what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for, my man? Definitely working on uh, putting some perspective on the Jimmy G situation. Uh, and then also i got to write about what Devontae uh, Adams said because uh, I thought it was really poignant. Um, and and I, I'm glad that he stressed the part where, you guys, I'm not going to be up here unless I truly believe what I'm saying. And I, right. th- I think fans need to take that uh, to heart. I've already seen some fans you know, on Twitter saying, oh, yeah, whatever. Trust me, a guy like that, last thing I'm going to say, a guy like that is not getting up there. Uh, and just doing a dog and pony show. He doesn't roll that way. No, no, he doesn't. And he didn't have any reason to go up there unless he wanted to speak and, and get something off his chest, as you mentioned. And that he did. I thought he did a hell of a job. So, Vinny, great stuff, man. Good job. You and Lindsay out at the uh, at the uh, facility this morning doing the show live. That was great. It was good to be back out there at the facility. Uh, and uh, have a good show tomorrow morning, man. I definitely appreciate you. All right. You guys have a great show. Take care. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Vinny Bonsignor right there from the RJ, the Review Journal. Of course, you can check him out on the morning tailgate as well, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Lindsey Brown and Clay Baker. And I know they'll have plenty of reaction to uh, being out at OTAs. And Clay was there as well. He was really a good soldier, man. He, he hung back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio and made sure everything went well. Then he got on his horse and came out to the facility. So uh, he was a busy dude, too. So we definitely appreciate the morning tailgate for holding it down uh, this morning and this afternoon uh, to bring the best Raider coverage that we could possibly bring. 2.49 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, close out our number one of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Many thanks to Vinny Bonsignor joining us in the last segment. Give his reactions to Raiders OTAs that we were out there and available for at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center where we found out about Jimmy G and him not being cleared for practice just yet, which, again, it's May 25th, so you don't want to – you don't want to get too fired up because he could be ready for the start of training camp, and if he is, then nothing matters. But if he isn't, then that's when you start to question, like, okay, if he's not available now, when is he available? So I just threw it out there. How concerned are you as of right now with Jimmy G not being able to be cleared for practice? 69187, keyword r Also, 702-365-9200. We don't have another guest until 3.30, so you have plenty of time. You can call in. A couple quick texts I wanted to get to, though. What up, Q? Poncho here is from the 209. Some of these fans are still content with participation trophies. We need to win now. With the huge piece missing out on all this practice time, it's a huge concern. On-field chemistry is key. Need to gain that before the season, not during the season. And uh, thank you, Poncho, from the 209. I do appreciate that. And, look, I do think this is an opportunity right now. This is when teams are, are built. And, again, it's voluntary, so it's not like he's missing mandatory minicamp. But – January 6th through 8th, or June 6th, excuse me, through 8th is mandatory minicamp. So, you know, if he's not available then, okay, now you're pushing back. And once that's over and once OTAs are done, then there's a nice little gap of time before before you actually have training camp. And so you hope that he's going to be healed and be ready to go, and then he has an opportunity to gel with his teammates. But as I mentioned earlier with the offensive line, I would like to see him get 
in lockstep with the offensive line uh, at this stage, you know, earlier rather than later. So, uh, Poncho, I think you bring up a, a good point about chemistry. On-field chemistry is key. Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up, said old school ND, and that's apparently my new name. I've been referred to as old school multiple times. You know, funny <laughs> funny little quick side note when it comes to old school, uh, Devontae Adams was asked a question. I believe Paul Gutierrez asked him the question from ESPN about quarterbacks, and he hasn't he – hasn't, uh, he hasn't played with very many quarterbacks, and he mentioned, and now I forget who he mentioned. Oh, Bono, uh, Steve Bono. And so he, he goes, he, he's, uh, he's talking about Steve Bono's son is who he played with, and I remember Steve Bono as a quarterback. And he, said, he looked around the room and goes, yeah, some of you older guys, uh, you, you guys will remember uh, Steve Bono. And I don't know why, but he looked at me, and I was like, damn. <laughs> I know I don't get my hair cut till Saturday, but, man, I am officially – I'm old school from Tyreek Hill, and now I'm, I'm, I'm the older guy <laughs> with Devontae Adams, so I can't catch a break, man. Gosh. I wonder if he was looking to – I want to see the footage. Was he just looking to – yeah, some of you older guys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like the eyes with you. Yeah, I mean, because he looked – and I, I almost laughed, and I was almost like, damn, I, I should have ducked. That's what I should have done. Like, nope, not me, brother. <laughs> Who was sitting next to you? No, you said Mike Sando. Mike Sando and Deshaun, and I know he wasn't talking to Deshaun, <laughs> right? So he had to be. I mean, but the good thing was there was a couple older cats that are behind me, and then Paul Gutierrez is all the way in the back row. I'm like in the, I'm in the middle row. I, I believe it's, is it the first or second row? It's the second row because Hondo and them sit in the front row, and, and Vinny sits on the in the front row too, but he sits across the room from me. So, yeah, man. I'm in. I've. I'm officially. I'm officially crossed over. Like in the mail, I'm gonna get something from AARP pretty soon. No, you're like, just a victim of being dead center. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm not even dead center, man. I'm. I'm. I'm over on the corner. Man, I'm just getting. I'm, I'm getting old. But hey, you know what? I say it all the time. It's a blessing to get old. So I'll take that. But from going back to Sir Whiskey Ray's text real quick, and then we'll take a break. Old school and D. Happy Thursday, gentlemen. I'm not surprised that we're talking about a Jimmy G injury, and it's only May. I will say through today's news. I will say, though, today's news does concern me just a little bit. I feel like he'll be ready by training camp, and quite honestly, as fans, all we can do is just sit back and wish for the best. If Jimmy G needs to go uh, go to every single pool party on the strip to get his injuries all healed up, I'm all for that. On the real, though, I'm not going to let this bring me down because I have faith he'll be good to go at the start of training camp. Switching it up, hey, DeMond, what are your thoughts on Vanderpump Rules episode last night? James called Tom a worm with a mustache. I find that offensive. LOL, Sir Whiskey Ray. It was phenomenal. It was the reunion cue. So now everybody gets to come and like air out the dirty laundry from all that we. A seen worm with a mustache. What, what does that even mean? Um, that Tom's a worm with a mustache. That's what he looks like—a worm with a mustache. <laughs> it was a good insult. I thought it was a good really? one. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I mean, you you you, you got to censor yourself a little bit. Okay, no doubt. Jared chimed in and said, Chiefs legend Steve Bono. So let's go ahead and get that right. But all you older guys in the room will understand who Steve Bono is, and you'll remember who Steve Bono is, according to Devontae Adams. I Good don't stuff. know who Steve Bono is. I know you don't. Thank you for rubbing it in, youngster. <laughs> I'm going to go get me a T-shirt printed up. I'm old, so what? <laughs> I'm old and you're ugly. So what? <laughs> Ouch. 2.58's the time. Get those calls and texts rolling. We don't mind. 702-365-9200-69187, keyword R&R. We'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels coming up next as well. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.